to the First Off In My Opinion podcast. You know how we do Tom Swoop. Tom Swoop. Tom Swoop. Turn this up. Turn this up. Yo, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? It's your boy Tom Swoop, and this is the First Off In My Opinion podcast. And we are going to get into some interesting topics tonight. A lot that happened in the last couple of days. You have verses. Oh my goodness, Ja Rule and Fat Joe. They said it was the highest rated, most viewed verses ever. Interesting. I don't think so, but I'm a roll with it. But I got an awesome guest coming on tonight. I'm going to let her introduce herself to you guys. Um, Ari, are you there? I am here. Hey, hey, how you doing tonight? Great, how are you? I'm good. So let's just go over a few bio things real quick. Uh, Ari, you are how old and what do you do and who you are and all that stuff? Give it to us. Eh. Question mark there. Eh. Um, <laughs> what do I do? Uh, entrepreneur, educator. I work with little small boys in particular. Teach entrepreneurship. Uh-huh. Um, also teach leadership development. Um, but I've been an entrepreneur since I was 12. So. Mm, 12, huh? What, no. You said what now? So what else you need to know? Uh, blood type, uh, last four digits of your social. No? Question mark and question mark. Oh, okay. All right. You got it together. Hey, so tonight's topic. Uh, where are all of the good guys and girls at? Are you a good girl, Ari? I'm a great girl. Where's some good girls? You consider yourself uh I don't know if I can answer questions in terms of where they are. So where where are they at? Consider are you now you're single, right? Okay. You, it took a while to answer that. It didn't. It may just be a delay. I didn't delay. Oh, now it's NBC in a seven second delay. Okay. So you're saying that you are single out here looking to mingle. Do you find yourself finding where all the good guys are? No. What do you, what do you run into? What do you run into? A lot of inconsistency. Inconsistency. <laughs> Example. to maintain or form a relationship okay um, so whether that be being intentional about like conversations going out getting to know each other this does not mean like going out to a five-star restaurant for a date every single night but is there any type of thought that's behind certain dates or getting to know somebody like where is that intention at are you paying attention and doing things that the other person actually states that they like or want to do or are you just doing whatever you want to do because it works best for you Hmm. So what, what are you running into? Like, uh, when you say, I know you said inconsistency, but is that like what you keep running into? Or is that like something that's happened here recently? No, I feel like it's what I keep running into. You keep running into um, inconsistency. Yeah. So, like so is this something with you? I don't agree with that. 
I mean, sometimes you got to step back and be like, well, if I keep getting the same results, maybe, you know, it's me. Maybe I need to change up how I'm doing some things. Or maybe I'm attracted to a certain type. Maybe I'm, I'm attracted to inconsistent bras. I don't disagree with you. I do think that you need to do some type of self-reflection. Mm-hmm. Like Wow. So you, you, okay. So this is, it's, I'm kind of torn because like when I hear older people, like everybody always tries to say, Oh, you know, my grandma, my grandfather had it the best or, you know, whatever. It seems like those were more less expensive, more wholesome type dates, walk in the park um lunch picnic um a woman come over i'm a cook type situations where now i feel like a lot of women do want to be wined and dined up front and then a lot of guys are like yeah i'm not doing that if i don't know you know who you are and what you're here for Mm. So like what effort are you putting into it? Mm. Interesting. Let's dig deeper on that one. So what is your effort level when getting to know somebody? Are you a proactive dater or a reactive dater? Example um, being, do you wait for him to suggest every place you go, everything you do, or do you engage with, hey, um, I like to do this. I got us tickets for that. Let's go check this out. Boom, boom, boom. Is it sort of 50 50 or you just step in when you want to step in or you just sit back and wait? Um, if I'm being honest, at different points, I've probably been all of the above. Currently, I would say that it's more 50 50. I can't expect for you to know what I like if right. we're not having conversations about it or if I haven't brought it up or haven't asked you about X, Y, and Z. Now, if I have done that, though, and, again, the effort is not there and you haven't even tried to maybe meet or match one of the things that I've mentioned or some variation thereof, I mean, I feel like that also shows you're not listening. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if the effort's not there and the intention is not there, then how are we potentially going to build something further past that? Okay. So let's, let's, uh, let's unpack a few things from your past. So this last, your last relationship, if you were to say you did two things wrong in that relationship, what would they be? Two things. Okay. Because I think for me, 
me, like when I overanalyze certain things, I like sit there and think on it for me, like, well, wait, am I tripping? Like, is this really what it is, or is this what it meant? Like, maybe I shouldn't bring this up right now. But the the reason why that then does not work is because depending on situations, if I get more and more irritated or upset, I feel like then when I go to articulate how I feel about certain things, it should be done in a different way. Like okay. I'm not like a yeller, so I'm not trying to argue necessarily, but I also feel like my overthinking causes me not to express the things that I wanted to say in the way that I wanted to say. I'ma just I'ma go out on a limb here. Uh-oh. And I'm gonna say that you're a Virgo. <laughs> did did I hit the nail on the head? I don't want to admit to that, but yes. <laughs> so look, you know, being a Virgo, you're going to overanalyze everything. Speaking, you know, from one Virgo to another. Um, with that said, um, I know me personally, I find that you have to be more intentional about um, the feelings of the situation because sometimes we can hold back feelings or be all gas, no brakes, um, out of control with it. So it's, I just, I personally just feel like it's one of those things where you're going to learn yourself over time. And then you're going to basically find something that works for you. But back to, um, you overanalyzing and, um, expressing things too soon. Now, when you say expressing things too soon, you mean like, um, emotional statements or emotional states, like, you're in a relationship, you're rocking with a guy, like you're like, you know, hey, I think I love this guy. Like, should I tell him? Should I not tell him? Will he take advantage of it? Or is that what you mean? Yeah, I agree with that. And I think part of that has to also do with like previous relationships or people that I dated. Uh-huh. Where either I said certain things like maybe too soon in my opinion, and then I feel like the situation was taken for granted or and part of that we'll also admit is if you don't, if I don't have certain boundaries in place, then that also causes for me to be taken for granted or taken advantage of. Uh, is is that a trigger reaction? Is that a trigger reaction? Is that a, a response to, you know, a past trigger? Um, possibly. I mean, I think on some levels it's a way for me to protect myself from getting hurt as easily. But I think a big piece, too, is, like, if I'm seeing the effort and I'm seeing the intention, then it's easier for me to kind of let certain guards down to be able to express those things emotionally. But if but I'm hold on. But let, let's back up just a second. But when you start to. Um, all right. Just put it like this. Let's say. Let's say I'm in a situation where. I live in a house with a woman and every time I come down for breakfast. Before she says anything, she smacks me across the face. And this happens every day. And so I leave. I go to someone. I got a new house. I meet a new woman. So I come downstairs in the morning and she goes to say something to me and I put my hands up to protect myself. She's not going to smack me, but I'm so used to getting smacked that I'm protecting myself with a completely different person in a completely different house in a completely different situation. But my knee jerk reaction is to protect myself. Mm -hmm. Am I really opening myself up to the process or what? I think you're still opening up yourself to the process, but I think that when certain things have, have occurred, 
um, consistently or in the past within certain things, it does make you more cautious potentially going into it. And I think that's what I said for me, like if the intention is different or the intention's there, the effort's there, and we're having conversations, then that particular guard that may have initially been up to an extent, it then is lowered though. Because mm-hmm. then there's a, a different level of trust that I've developed with that person compared to whatever situation happened in the past. So it's not that I'm holding that person responsible for whatever another person has done, but I'm more so for myself, like, I don't want to put myself in a position where because I did not put up certain boundaries or have certain standards and things like that in place, I allowed myself to get hurt or be put in another position, like whatever potentially happened in the past or worse. So I really feel like that's that thing where, you know, not saying you teeter in the line, but it's like, the protection also protects you from certain progress too, emotional progress. So it's like you're protecting yourself, but then at the same time you're guarding yourself as well. And, and I say that to say like, sometimes when you rock with somebody early on, sometimes people need to see the whole you before they can actually commit to the process themselves. And so if they only see the censored version of you that's what they're going to make their decision on. And, and and that's where you get the inconsistency and all that kind of stuff, because it's like, yeah, you know, she cool or whatever, but I kind of feel like it's a whole half of her. I ain't met yet. And so people just be like, instead of having that conversation, instead of having that dialogue, they just ghost people or move on or whatever. And, and I see that happening so much. And that's why you have so many situations where people circle back, you know what I'm saying? Like they circle back a month, three months later, and now it's some, Hey, uh, you know, they in your inbox at two 30 in the morning. Like you over there baking cookies. No, I ain't baking cookies. You know, I ain't baking no cookies at two 30 in the morning, but I'm just saying like, I really feel like that the biggest problem we have as people right now is communication, communication, communication. We're so much, we're so at odds with each other. So at odds and like, all right, so we go back to the topic of the show. Like, where are all the good guys and girls? Like you're a good girl. Why haven't you found that guy? Um, well, clearly I can't fully answer that question, but I think a piece of it though too is like, where are you at? Like, and how are you expecting to meet dude? Like, are you into online dating? Are you more so like, I need to meet this. Answer the question. Woman, is you in the online dating? Uh, I tried it, but I'm not a fan of Your it. whole face just looked like you just had to poo. What what what's the <laughs> what's the thing that that turns you off about it? Um I mean I just think it's really impersonable. Like, for instance, I hate trying to write a bio like about Ooh. I don't uh, if, like what do you say? Ooh. I like long walks on the beach and I like to read like, no, I, and I, the thing is, I hate when they don't write a bio. I write, I hate when they don't write a bio. Well, no, I didn't say I avoid writing one. I just said I don't like to write one. Okay. Because I do agree. Because if I don't see anything, then I'm like, yeah, I'd be like, you lazy. You're lazy. Agreed. Agreed. So, but I, I still don't like it. I still don't like it. I mean, like I said, I think it's impersonable. Um, and then I think a lot of times. Where is it going beyond that? So if you don't have a person that is intentional about trying to like, okay, well, let's exchange numbers. Let's hop on a call. Like let's FaceTime, whatever the case may be. 
you're getting to know somebody through some words, like essentially like you text them. And I feel like for me, I just don't connect as easy on that same. So, okay, I'll play devil's advocate. Um, I think dating applications are are very viable right now. And I, the reason I say that is because if you're in an area where you keep having repetitive things go on, like how you said, like I keep bumping into dudes that's super inconsistent. How are you going to meet somebody outside of your area without traveling to that area? So it's like you, you get a chance to actually meet some people that you wouldn't normally meet. Now with that said, that's the gift and the curse because you meet either more of the same or completely different. And sometimes you meet completely disgusting. Like, you know, so I mean, I'm for real, like some of these people are very aggressive. Some of these people are, are merely looking for a sexual hookup or just a weird hookup at all. You know what I'm saying? Like I, if people are catfishing, you know what I'm saying? I've been catfished. Yes. Me. Yes. I've been catfished. Yes. Listen, I will say, and I'm going to, I'm going to use a generalization, which I don't like to use you women, <laughs> you women. And these two things, we don't like it. And we are forming a coalition against it. Filters and angles. <laughs> we despise these things, despise them. When I tell you, me and my friends have a group chat and we go over our dating profiles and we see these women, like you'll see a woman who looks like she literally just walked off of the Met Gala photo gallery, whatever. And you will see her without them filters and them angles. And she looked like Leroy, the dude who worked at the gas station. And we don't do that. We don't do that to you guys. That's what I'm saying. We don't do that to you guys. Now, now we've, now I will say, I've, I know some people who embellish like on their height or maybe their weight or, you know, maybe the length of their hair, but those are all like, you know, things that you should notice in a picture. See you photoshopping your whole self though. But is is it to the extent of a filter and an angle though? I if if you if you legit look like a gentleman, if you're if you're no. if you post a selfie and eight out of ten people say you're handsome and you're a female, that that you know what I'm saying? Like you 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 catfished you catfish you y'all know y'all. Ari, look, cause scroll your own timeline. Look at them Facebook stories. That is, that is we, but it's what I'm saying is it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. If you're really trying to connect with somebody, it's so unnecessary. Now, do I think, yes, you should be realistic in what you put on whatever your dating profile is. Right. Now, right. Maybe there's just like one picture where you had like a little slight filter, but it's nothing that, should be that drastic where if a person saw you without it, they wouldn't know that you were the same person. 
I do agree with that. However, I feel like if you happen to post a picture that has a filter, you need to make sure you have at least one or two with no type of a filter on your profile so that it is very clear that you are the same person. But hmm. maybe I'm different. I don't know. I mean, I that I feel like that's a big problem right now. Like, you know, it's already enough that we're trying to f- find love on a dating application. Now I have to do research to see what you actually look like before we do anything or meet up because I'm like, you know, it's look at, they be looking like whole like crayons melting. What? Okay. You like this though. Come on. Dating app or, not, or filter or not. Mm-hmm. At least for females, we gonna do your background research regardless. So that's like checking the Facebook page, looking to see if you have an Instagram, like all that's going to be done prior to any type of meeting. And, and I hear the words coming out your mouth and my, in my defense as a man, uh, we will do a little bit of research, but the one thing I found out women don't hide things well. Okay. Like you'll have a woman in a whole relationship and then when you go to her Facebook profile, she's in her profile picture with her husband. But she's on BLK or Black People Meet as a single woman looking to mingle. How, how you know that wasn't like the old profile she made? If you got, listen, and this what this is another lazy thing women do. If you have, a, if you're single and you got relationship pictures on your social media, that's weird to us. You're not how over you, that dude. How do you know that her, like, let's say her Facebook, whatever, is is recent. But how do you know she never deleted her dating profile? Are you talking about you matched with the girl? And then you yes. And then you, and then they'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm on Instagram. And then you'll go to her Instagram page. And I'm like, who is Tyrone? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why are you here and why are you playing? I mean, I can't answer that. I know. I, I, I know you problems. can't. I know it's weird. That's what I'm saying. It's weird. Like I'm telling you some of the stuff that some of these ladies do, it's just, no, I know dudes do that. Okay. So, all right, let's have this whole talk right now. Okay. The dick pic. Let's talk about that. No, because then the reason I say it's for one, I think it's weird for two. I know women who love it. But then I know women who hate it. So dudes don't know what to do. So they just do it. Think so of all your friends jump off the bridge and you don't know what's going to happen at the bottom. You just going to do it just because? No. What I'm saying is if enough people request something, it's a viable, like put it like this. It's not out of the norm to do it. And I feel like some women are so disgusted by it, but then some women be like, like, okay, so I got a group on Facebook and that's all they talk about. But then if somebody actually send them a dick pic, they're like, this nigga disgusting. It's weird. Well, I mean, okay. So like how we said earlier, when you talked about when things essentially like happened in the past and you essentially can't bring the past into your present and it's not fair for that person. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't care if the last three or four females that you dated wanted or liked that from you. Your relationship number four or five, you shouldn't have that as an automatic expectation. Exactly. If they have not requested it, don't send it because that, that's disrespectful and you're going to get blocked. I had a situation happen of like six months ago, some dude I had matched with on Hinge 
gave the dude my number or whatever. Next thing I know, I'm waking up to a text message with a dick pic, a dick video, blocked. Interesting. Now, what was the website you were using? What was the app called? <laughs> I was on Hinge at the time. Hinged. I've never heard of that one. You seem they like a, a cute little commercial. I joined it. Oh, okay. So the commercial got you. Okay. It did. It was like the dating app that's meant to be deleted. I'm like, oh, that's so corny, but it's cute. So, okay. So this is my thing also. You can't put it like this. If somebody does that and then you block them, why not just tell them, hey, I'm not into that. And then if they continue, because the reason I say that is because so many people are into it. Okay. But if you didn't get a response from me, that should be enough of an answer in and of itself. Because once I feel like for me, once you have chosen to disrespect me enough like that, to just randomly send that to my phone, there's nothing else that I need to say to you moving forward. Mm. Okay. So, so are you tall? I'm five, three, which point? No, I'm just saying, would you date a dude who was like, like let's say four fourteen? Um, well, that's basically like five two, um, and he's shorter than me. Yes. Uh, sh- I mean, short. You I would have certain height requirements, though. So women have women are height Nazis. Women are height Nazis. So you telling me you would go out in some heels, which would then make you five seven, with a guy who standing on his tiptoes was only five three. See, you didn't ask me if I was gonna wear heels around him or not. That's different. What you gonna wear kitten heels? I'm gonna have to find some real cute flats. So but you would go out with him. I wear, I'm not putting on no kitten heels, so let's go hard to go home. So, but you would date a guy who is short. Yeah. Okay. So, like, if you at the bar, I know, but I mean, women are typically smaller. So, you saying like, if if you were at the bar and he was sitting next to you, and he was had great conversation, bought you a couple drinks, you guys talked, maybe ate some food, and then he went to get off the stool, but you saw his feet dangling. This would not be a problem for you. <laughs> this wouldn't be a problem for you. I just I just need to know for the record. Would it be a problem? No. So, <laughs> because at that point, there is no guarantee that we are going to pursue anything outside of that conversation, those drinks, and that meal. Okay. All right. Okay. Even if you want a first date, there's still no guarantee that that's going to be like a successful relationship. So I feel like I can't judge you or base it off of that because not to be funny, but on the flip side, I've dated real tall dudes and then they haven't been shit. So the height aspect isn't going to make a difference. Listen, listen, this is, you're making my point because this is what I'm trying to say. I, I know some, I'm so many of my friends personally that will not even consider dating a man who is shorter than them. Like they're like, no, no way. Never wouldn't do it. Not in a million years. But this is what I'm saying. Like, but what it goes back to the to the to the show title. 
People are looking for people and they're right there in their face. But since they don't meet the aesthetic visual, whatever they get passed over slept on. How many good guys have you just thrown in the trash, Ari? Hundreds. <laughs> Thousands. <laughs> I'm terrible at this. <laughs> terrible. Okay, so then now then so then put it on you. Why? Listen. You were the guest on this show. No, just no, no, so, no, listen. I I will say this. My reasoning for disbanding some women has nothing to do with aesthetics. It has everything to do with the fact I was married before. And so when you're married, it's a certain level of commitment that you know about when you're married you know that you fall in and out of love with that person, but the marriage is paramount. You understand the title of a husband. You understand the requirement of a husband. So when I date these people who have never been married, who have never really been in a serious, healthy relationship, that be the, the point where I'd be like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's a different level. So it's like that. That's usually the only reason I may stop talking to somebody like that's it. Okay. So let me play devil's advocate on that. Okay. I've been in a serious relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily for a lack of trying, but they were not able to find the right person for whatever reason, or maybe they thought they did. And the person did something that was unforgivable. It ended. Mm-hmm. So are you saying you are not able to, I guess stick it out or work through that with a person where their intentions are showing that they're in it for the long run. Their actions are showing that they understand what it means to have a serious commitment. But if they haven't been married before, are you holding that against them? No. So I'm extremely patient. Um, and I'm a great communicator. As you can tell, this is a pretty decent show. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so, you know, with that being said, um, I, I mean, I have, I've talked, I'm a talker, I'm a communicator. I'm a, I mean, I've made PowerPoints. Uh, <laughs> I have really done my due diligence. Um, the thing is, okay. Some people, um, And I've said this before on the show, if you listen, you know, some of my listeners who know, like sometimes when you've been single for a long time, the words that come out of your mouth is I want to be in a relationship, but the actions that actually come out of your body and how you move is I'm stuck in this single cycle. You know what I'm saying? Like, like right now, you, you know, you live alone, right? So it's like, you got a routine. You know what I'm saying? You you know how to take care of Ari. You know how to make time for a date. You know how to make time for even a significant other. But a relationship is a totally different thing. Like that's two people 
deciding to make one life. Whereas dating is, you know, we hang out, you go back to your place. I go back to my place. That's dating. But when you say, Hey, we're going to build a relationship that's totally different. And I think a lot of people don't understand how single they are and how set they are in their routine. No matter how many descriptions you give them, they still run back to the routine. And it's because they're so used to it. So ingrained to it. It's almost like, like you ever been like half sleep and you driving and you like supposed to be going to the grocery store, but somehow you find yourself back in your garage. You're like, damn, how did I even get here? That's what it's like. And some people, you can have that conversation one time and then they, they understand the seriousness of the moment. Some people, you got to have numerous conversations, numerous conversations, numerous conversations. It's all about how patient you're willing to be. And if that person is worth it, I'm just saying I've met some really great women. Even with me, not in a life, they still doing the same thing. And it, it has nothing to do with me. And that's what I had to realize. It had nothing to do with me. They were stuck in that loop by themselves. I was joining them on the, on the, on the hamster wheel. So when I got off the hamster wheel, they still on the hamster wheel. So there was nothing that you could saw where they were able to break that pattern. I tried. I mean, I, it's, I tried. I, I, I'm, I'm literally, I would consider myself as one of the people who like, once I'm in it, I'm all gas, no breaks. So for me to get off the hamster wheel, it took a lot because I just don't like to give up. But at the same time, it's like, I can't stay on the hamster wheel with you. That's weird. I'm just saying, hold on. We got a couple of comments. Hold on. Let me pull them up on the screen real quick. What'd she say? But are you willing to share your wisdom to grow? This is what you said. You said this. Uh, so like I said before, I'm, I'm willing to talk. I'm willing to communicate. That's not a big deal for me. Um, Don't listen to her. She, I know her. Monica, yeah, Monica's one of. The, she's a troll. She's an internet troll. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> she comes with great questions, but no, she then she won't communicate. Uh, pause. Don't put her business out there like that. Leave that queen alone. But her statement was valid. Let me read it again. Hold on. Okay, what did it say? It says okay, but before you were married, you had never been married. I hate her. So Chris, that ass <laughs> <laughs> was something you also had to learn. Don't hate her because she hit the nail on the head. She's so smart, but she she's a smart ass too. So yeah, but <laughs> that was even a smart ass question. It was just a smart question. I'm gonna answer that question. So I think that's a. I think that's one of those things where. It depends where you meet somebody at in life. Like if you meet a, a older person, put it like this. Let's just say you was an employer at a job and you had a new employee. 
um, let's say you have somebody fresh out of college and then you have somebody who was, you know, maybe like 50 and you teaching them a new position, you're, you're probably going to teach them totally different. Cause one of them might be with your company for 30 years. One of them might do like five and retire. So it's like where you meet them at in life is sort of how your approach is now to and to really get to the root of her question is true. I was young. My significant other at the time wasn't married either. So we did it together. And that what I'm, what I'm basically saying is I'm at a disadvantage because I was married. I kind of wish like if I wasn't married, I would be fine right now. But the fact that I was married, I date a lot of people or I meet people who don't have those experiences or don't have that. So they don't even understand it. But does that put you at a disadvantage though? Because like, if she said that in terms of like, if you have that wisdom in advance of knowing what that commitment looks like, what that level of the relationship looks like, and also potentially knowing like those things that did not work um, in order for that to, to stay, why not be able to bring that knowledge to your current relationship or a person that you were dating that doesn't have that background knowledge or experience. This is the one thing you, you got to remember. One thing you got to remember is a person has to be t- coachable or teachable, you know? And the thing is when you've been in your routine for years, sometimes you might listen to the words that's coming out my mouth, but you're like, you know, whatever your actions are like, whatever. Like if I told you right now, I'm like, well, I understand you're a vegan, but you should try this steak. You like, bruh, I'm a vegan. It's that, it's that simple. If I give you, if, if I tell you right now, like right now, we all know somebody who makes really good money but we're not willing to do the job that they did to get that money. Even if they give you the exact recipe, you like, nah, I'm gonna do it my way. Do it my way. You gotta be coachable. You gotta be teachable. People want to do, people literally will want to do things their way. No matter what I can hit the lottery right now. I can hit the lottery five days in a row on the sixth day. I can be like, if y'all play these exact numbers, you'll hit. I bet you it's somebody going to be like, well, I usually play four, four, one on this day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They go want to do their own thing. They're, they're stuck in a routine. They're on a hamster wheel. I'm a new okay. person. What's, what's, your, what's your breaking point? What's the timeline for not seeing certain change? It's, it's not a, I don't, I'm not one of the people who look at the clock. I don't, it's not a timeline. What it is, is once I start to see their actions move counterproductive to the relationship, that's when I'm out. When we start working backwards. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm a talker. I'm never like one of those people who just be like, oh yeah, I've been talking to you for like X amount of days. No, no. But when you see, start to see the actions and the movements work against you and what you're doing, I, I suggest everybody abandon ship, jump off 
that motherfucker. <laughs> for real. Like, for real. Come on. Okay. Am I wrong? I think it's circumstantial, but... Here you go. Circumstantial. Listen here, counselor. I'm just saying it's you. You have to like if somebody is working against what you're doing and then they're for one, they're oblivious to the progress. Like they they're they don't know where they stand. And, and another thing is you have to be able to identify what they really want with their lives. Okay. So. If I keep telling you I want to be in a relationship, but nothing I do in the world backs that up, I'm really just full of it. I'm really well, just using words. See, I don't fully agree with that, though. Come on with it. Actions, I feel actions speak louder than words, 100%, right? Uh-huh. But playing devil's advocate, if you have somebody that maybe was not ever in a serious relationship or did not have the goal or the example set forth for them by parents, close friends, mm -hmm. relatives, whatever, maybe they truly don't know what that looks like. And it's not that they don't want the relationship and they don't want commitment and they don't want to be serious, but they don't have the blueprint potentially of what that looks like. So is your patience level going to be different or are you going to still feel like, well, no, I feel like right now what you're doing is still kind of productive to us, so I'm cool. It's the, it's the, it's the coachability. It's the, it's the coachability. Now, if you come to me and if you, I know, but if you come to me and be like, Hey, I want to play in the NBA. Can you teach me how to shoot? And I'm like, grab a ball. And you like, no, I don't want to use a basketball. I'm like, what? That's weird. This is the NBA. But okay. But see, even within that, you're giving one set example where, no, you cannot join the NBA and not know how to shoot or dribble a basketball. With the relationship, there's not one set blueprint, though. But it, I can only teach you what I know. So if I if I show you if I show you how to play the way I play, that's all I can do. You see what okay. I'm saying? You you coming okay. to me for my advice, but then you don't want my advice. You want you know Kevin Samuels' advice. You know what I'm saying? That you see what I'm saying? Like you can't right. So you can't you can't do that. Okay. So then is the advice that you have to give the only thing that is invalid? Hold on. Because the Hold on. The internet troll got the internet troll is back. Hold on one second. Let's see what she didn't say now. <laughs> no, because it is almost seems as if like you're saying, well, this is a blueprint that I follow. And I know for a fact that this is right. And there's no other way variations around this. So if you're not taking in the advice that I'll set forth for you about what's worked for me, then this isn't going to work. So are you able to be coachable in terms of how y'all can better be together and, and form that relationship? Or are you so, only going to be stuck in the way that you've done it before? No. So what, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is based upon what you, you just said previously is that, you know, will I basically, am I willing to work with someone who is inexperienced? And I would say, yes, if they want my information I can't you can't come to me and be like I don't know anything but I don't want to learn from you <laughs> like you know what I'm saying like but I want but I you know what I'm saying but I want to be here with you but I don't want to learn anything from you bring somebody else in here is that what you're saying 
even I'm not saying that there's nothing that you would have to be able to pour into that person or to be able to give advice on, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm saying that like there's also certain every relationship is different. So are y'all together able to be coachable and learn certain things together and figure out what's going to be best for y'all? Because what may have been best for you in the past with you and the person that you were with may look a little bit different. Okay. So, okay. With that being said, what about you have to be for one, you have to come to the conclusion like, yeah, I got bad relationship skills. A lot of people don't do that. They don't do that. They don't say, Hey, I'm a bad communicator. Hey, I'm a bad texter. Like me, I, I'm not a big texter. I'd rather talk on the phone. Um, I don't like, um, really short answers like via text. That's why I prefer to just talk to somebody. So like, I literally have a person who'll just be like, hi. And I'll be like, hi. Like, like what grade are we in here? You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Where, you know, everybody's not a great communicator when it comes to relationship dynamics. And, you know, I, I do hear women say a lot of men are like that. And I know a lot of men who are like that. So, how how do you even teach somebody how to be a better communicator? Because half the time it, they don't know how to talk, period. And it ain't got nothing to do with a woman. They, they're bad communicators at work. They're bad communicators at church. They're bad communicators with their kids. Like, I don't know. It, we're, we're, we're digging deep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with certain things, though, I also feel like what's the level of care that they have to try to change it? Like if your partner has expressed, like, let's say like I'm a texter and you saying you're not right. Well, if I've expressed that maybe texting at certain points throughout the day is really the only time or way that we're going to communicate, even though that may not naturally come to you, you may make the effort to do it more with me because that's something that I've expressed to you or vice versa. If I'm not a person who likes to really talk on the phone, but I'm making sure that I'm intentional about trying to talk to you on the phone because you've expressed that that's the way that you like to communicate, then that's compromise on both ends. So regardless of how I may act at work and not being able to communicate or follow up with my boss or whatever I have to say, I may not care about what's going on at work because I'm still getting my check regardless. But my intention should be different, should be, not mm-hmm. sure that it always is, mm-hmm. but it should be different in a relationship or with somebody that I'm trying to build something. So that's what I'm saying. That's where that compromise piece comes in at. I hear you. Because it's not like, at least in this example, there's nothing that's being asked of that's impossible to potentially meet somebody in the middle. Mm. You know something, Ari? We're, we're going to have to unpack this again one night. Um, we've reached the time limit on our show this evening. <laughs> um, I appreciate you coming on. Um I definitely don't want you back. No, I'm joking. No, I do. I do. No, I do. I really do. I really appreciate the dialogue we shared this evening. It was good. It was good. Um, Miss Monica Lee and her comments. Um, Yeah. So what? Why do you encourage her? Because her statement was right on. I'm not going to encourage her. So. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to first off, in my opinion, with Tom Swoop this evening. Uh, my guest, Ari, 
I want to thank you for joining us this evening. And um, I hope you come back so we can continue this dialogue. You know what I think I, th I should do? Um, I think I should bring on you, Miss Monica, and maybe another guy. And then we sort of hash it out from both sides because she's married, like long term married. You know, you're single. So just get some different points of views and maybe have some creative dialogue amongst each other. You down for it? Down for it. Okay. All right. I want to thank you guys for tuning in once again. And we are, hold on, before we go, before we go, Ari, do you want to tell the people about anything you got going on or anything like that? Or, um, um well, clueless. If you need some motivation, I do have a nonprofit. Follow my nonprofit page on Instagram. It's at motivate underscore the number two. And then inspire all your motivation Okay, I appreciate it. And we are out, people.